Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's hard to wrap your head around a trillion dollars. We just spent another almost $2 trillion. As of yesterday, it's the law. Very little of which has anything to do with COVID relief, by the way, but nobody cares about that. It is a massive, far-reaching restructuring of the United States of America, and virtually uh, nobody knows it. Just on the subject of how much a trillion is, to pay out this coronavirus relief package in a year, in one year, the Biden administration would have to spend an average of $3.7 billion every day for the rest of the year. $43,000 a second of every day, 24 hours a day, until midnight 2022, uh, when, or when midnight comes on, uh, on the end of the year. That's amazing. A trillion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. eighty yeah. Or $43,000 every second, $3.7 billion a day. The time that it took for me to read this one sentence, you'd have had to distribute $800,000 to stay on track. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got this nice note from Mark I've been hanging on to on that topic, and we'll get to Cal Clips of the Week in just a second, but he talks about a lecture he attended um, about money and spending and trying to comprehend a trillion and the rest of it, and... Uh, the subject of the national debt came up. Most people don't have a concept of what a trillion is. He said, the lecturer said, it's been compared to six-pack of beer and and circumnavigating the globe or, uh, globe or Volkswagens and and to the moon and back. But how many of us have actually circumnavigated the globe, much less been to the moon and back? He said, the best way to think of a trillion is in time. Imagine someone standing behind you, handing you a dollar every second you are alive. Here's a dollar, 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 24 hours a day, 365. To get to a trillion would take 317 centuries. We're not in the blah, 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 21st century since Christ died. I'm a mechanical engineer, so I checked the math, found out he was right. A whole lot less than a trillion seconds have elapsed since uh, Jesus walked the earth. Um, Then he does the calculation in reverse and comes up with uh, roughly the same number as you did. Um, You're spending $60,000 a second on something and remember he says this is all funny money think of it as the government printing money at the rate of sixty thousand two hundred forty eight dollars per second they've got a really fast printing press sean said something interesting i'd never thought about before but this makes sense to me as as i was saying it's hard to picture a trillion and sean said yeah that's why i don't um sean said he feels about the debt the way i feel about climate change and i just i wonder if that's the way it is for a lot of america like I've said before about climate change, I don't spend any time thinking about it ever. 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 Mm-hmm. I never have and I never will. I, it's either going to happen or not, and there's nothing I can do about it. So, the end. I've already spent more time on it than I'm ever going to again. Um, and I, I think that's, that's what Sean said he is about the debt, and I think that's the way most people are. It, it, yeah. it might end the world, it might end the country, or it might not. I don't know. There's nothing I can do about it. So, anyway. Stop bothering me. Yeah. yeah. There, there is not a number you can attach to. The government just passed X amount of money. And the, the 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 figure has very little to do whether or not I like the bill or not. The only reason that makes sense to me is because I've got that stance about climate change. Yeah. When I hear uh, that somebody's just announced we've gone up one hundredth of a degree, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. What am and, I going to do about it anyway? And both sides uh, believe this to be the the greatest existential threat to the life as we know it. Right, the the people mm-hmm. on the left think that the climate change is. People on the right think the debt is, and each other side says, "Nah, 
Eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, you want to hear something you didn't expect? I got sucked into Electron Sea Turtles the other day. What now? The fascinating sea turtle, and there are a number of different breeds, Jack, the largest of which is the loggerhead. I can, no, that's not the Don't biggest. get this wrong. <laughs> the largest of which is the giant effing turtle, the GFT. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I've already forgotten most of it, but one fascinating uh, note that they mentioned, and, and I'll get the numbers wrong, but it's close enough to, to be, you know, the, the number is not the point. If the turtle eggs gestate at 82.4 degrees or higher, they become females. If it's cooler, they become males. And I, well, do they need 50 50 in that world? We need 50 50 as humans, but they might not as turtles. They need plenty of turtle dudes. As my, uh, as my wife was pointing out with chickens the other day, um, they're all chickens. Roosters are practically worthless. You can't, what? you can't give a damned rooster away, but everybody wants hens. Mm-hmm. And um, you got one rooster, you got plenty. Same with, kind of with the goat situation. It's just the, the females that are worth any money. You don't need, in a, in, the, in, in you know, for human beings, you got to have fifty fifty. You get that ratio out of whack, like they have in China. Because or you have to have throuples. <laughs> it's just, it's just reality, man. But you don't need all those males for, uh, you know, for a lot of beasts. So maybe, <laughs> well. <laughs> I can't speak to the ideal ratio of male and female turtles, but I can tell you that turtle scientists are disturbed because they're they're finding fewer and fewer males because uh, the oceans are warming. So you know it ain't fake. There's just not much I can do about it. Yeah, and I, I don't believe that the debt is fake either. I'm just the same conclusion. I don't, I don't know. What I can do. We've got right. one. <laughs> we've got one hen that we've named. Our, Penny. Our mother clucking shadow. <laughs> Because she follows you everywhere you go. It's like your shadow. Everywhere you go, there's the mother clucking shadow right behind you. It's adorable. Uh, everywhere you it's walk like down to dog. get the mail, the, 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 chicken, the hen will follow you all the way down there. That's fun. And do they walk like this? I was talking about this with my son the other day. The way they walk like this, sticking their head out. Yeah. Do they do that because they don't have arms to swing? We swing our arms to kind of give us a little momentum. Do they do that with it's their a, necks? It's a, well, it's a to counterweight. Pro- to propel too. them forward and everything it's like a, that? It's a, it's a balance thing. Okay. So if they had their heads still, would they fall over when they walk? Or you know, it's it's a fun, funny that you should bring this up right after the turtle lecture. Uh, I, I was watching a lecture on chicken kinesiology. You have so. different YouTube <laughs> algorithms than I do. I, I happen to have the answer to that. Question. But it's funny you, you mentioned that about the turtles. I have become uh, really into the screensaver on our Apple TV. Like when it goes mm-hmm. to the pause thing, and it'll it'll rotate through a variety of things. Like it'll be underwater in whales, and it's just beautiful silent video of whales underwater huh and then i'll get glaciers just nothing but glaciers slowly floating through the water and then it'll go to sand dunes somewhere in the world and uh, it's just i find it so relaxing compared to the rest of the world or what's usually on my tv which is so crazy um really you ought to check that out sometime try that try try sitting in front of that for an hour and see what that does to your Metabolism. It's fantastic it's good for you. Meditation. Course, man. I'm high as a kite while I do it. I mean, I am just baked out of my mind. I can't stand flying carpet ride style stuff. <laughs> Needless to say. All right. Well, if anybody uh, has anything on uh, chimps' hair and how it's affected by the uh, the breeze or anything like that, throw it in now, or we can get to a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. 
The Biden administration is now dealing with a second massive cyber attack. This time, the suspect is China. And the question is, how will the U.S. retaliate? Listen, I think reparations have to happen for black people. You know what I mean? Because slavery was America's original sin. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? But yet you continue to trash her. Okay. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No, uh, sorry. Can't this do this. Is absolutely diabolical behavior. Someone in human resources might have stepped in to tell Henry VIII that chopping off your wife's head could be interpreted as a hostile work environment. Welcome to McDonald's. We're currently serving a limited menu, so please review the menu before ordering. NBC News confirming tonight's New York Times reporting that the number of detained, unaccompanied migrant children has indeed tripled. With equipment like this in the home of the future, we may not have to go to work. The work would come to us. You know, when this pandemic ends, and it will end soon, we're not going to go back to normal. Because I think we all agree, normal was never good enough. One can has a man bun, another a brightly colored merman tail. Well, we know what Xi Jinping is trying to do because he says it and he writes it all the time. The question is, what are we going to do about it? I think the masks are the single biggest mistake because it was the easiest intervention that we could have reached for early to prevent spread. The result is that we're now on track to have enough vaccine supply for every American adult by the end of May. I'm spending 24 hours in this tub of bean dip. I personally believe that small businesses are the backbone of the nation. I miss physical contact so much, I applied for a job at Governor Cuomo's office. Hey now. Yeah, every Democrat and Republican, obviously, but every Democrat in, uh, in, the, in the state government in New York has now come out calling for the resignation of Governor Cuomo, including a couple of your major women's groups that supported him for election throughout his career. Uh, so every member of his own party says he has yes, to go? Yes, every well, member of his own party is now on board of And I truly and deeply apologize for it. Well, yeah. Good night now. And they've opened up an impeachment inquiry to try to let him know that you can either resign or we're doing this. I'm hoping he's the kind of bonehead that hangs on, because I think the impeachment trial would be freaking fantastic. Yes. Very entertaining. Yes, give him a good kicking. Um, But uh, it's all because of this woman that came forward about him reaching up under her shirt. Mm. How do you feel about this uh, lack of due process? I mean, there hasn't been a trial and or anything like that. I just, I just feel like if you reach a certain number, it's so certainly true. Get well, and it's a political question. If his own party says you can't govern, we want you gone. Oh, well, it's yeah. up to him, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't govern. He also so. didn't deny. He said, "Oh no, my intentions were misinterpreted." So he by I sticking think, your hand up her dress. Well, I guess. Sure. And I'm truly sorry. Ugh. I'm just a flirtatious guy. Was kind of his initial uh, defense, and so right. that that makes it harder to to just hard. And her boob deny. was just hanging there, so I gave it a squeeze. So and our... I truly and deeply apologize for it. One of my. One of the best liberal journalists in America says our mainstream media has become Sovietized based on his experience of having lived in the Soviet Union. Wow. Uh, I'll explain that coming up. It's really interesting. Armstrong and Getty.
Hanson, our executive producer, wants to take my phone and throw it down the hall, hoping that he breaks it bad enough that I would have to get a new phone. <laughs> well, it's 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 now it's impinged upon our information. Yeah, it actually is affecting my job now, which means I will be getting a new phone this weekend. Uh, I'll get to that next segment. So the, the shards of glass sticking into your body from your phone wasn't enough. The um, they this, tore your flesh. The Sovietization of modern media. We'll get to that next segment. It's really pretty interesting. Got a couple other stories for you. Um, so I assume that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were hoping that that interview with Oprah would make their lives better. I don't know how it's what it's done in the United States. Where do they live? Do they live in the U.S. or Canada now? Uh, LA. Can- I think LA? LA, yeah. Okay, yeah. so they probably don't even care. I don't Maybe they do. I don't know. But do they care how people view them in Great Britain? Well, if they do, this interview didn't help them any. Harry is now upside down in his approval rating, um, below 50%, a drop of 15 points in just like a month. And his uh, wife has got a 30% approval rating in Great Britain after that interview. So they're not liked in Great Britain. I don't know if they care about that or not. Boy, the fawning, fawning American press acting like they're the toast of the world. Just one more example of where if you watch the media, you get such a wildly distorted view of reality. Yeah. Oh, by the way, at the website, we got something kind of cool if you're into cars. Uh, the car that has been deemed the world's most beautiful car by science, they figured this out. We've got a picture of it in hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, the one thing about it, I think I've heard, I think we've talked about this before. There's something called the golden ratio that has been known for thousands of years. Oh, yeah, I have that. My chest to waist is, uh, my biceps to, to glutes and, yeah, it's, pretty much right on um the golden ratio this car it fits perfectly with the golden ratio of 61.75 percent i'm not even going to pretend that i know what this means mm. but for instance michael michelangelo's the creation of adam the painting on the top of the sistine chapel i have seen that um plotting the 14 unique points on that art comes up to that exact ratio so michelangelo was aware of the golden ratio for some reason it's just more pleasing to the eye Mm. Yeah, a guy once measured the ratio between the gleam of my smile and the sparkle in my eye. That same number. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, uh, Can humans have that? And are there some really hot humans that have that exact ratio of something, I wonder? But this Ferrari Monza SP1 has got it perfectly, and it is a good-looking car. Mm. I'll I'll look at that at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Interesting thing about expensive cars... I don't know if the people who drive them care, but um, I only slightly know how much like expensive cars are worth. And every once in a while, I'll think, ah, oh, what one of those costs? And I did that the other day with a Porsche that I see regularly. And this particular Porsche was $180,000. Now, to me, it's just a Porsche, right? And there are Porsches that cost $40,000. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been rich, rich guy car person, so I don't know if... Uh, Takes all the fun out of it if people don't know what your car costs. I have no idea. Your knowledge of watches is vastly better than mine, though. You you can recognize an expensive watch, right? I can. Generally. Yeah, I don't, Could be yeah. fake. I wouldn't know that. So yeah. low-end Porsche guy, I feel, is trying to be the envy of regular car guy. High-end yes. Porsche guy is trying to be the envy of Porsche guy. Because Porsche guy knows that I can't afford that Porsche. Gotcha. Whereas regular car guy, though, hey, look at two Porsches. Gotcha. That's that's my assume. Uh, yeah, I think assumption. you're probably right. Hmm. I think you're probably right. And isn't it, is it? Well, I don't know if it's do buy guys buy those cars for other dudes or for chicks. What would you guess? 
because you hang out at country fun. clubs. Why are they driving? Because it's fun. Because they're fun. Oh yeah, they're a gas to drive. I've only had the pleasure a couple of times, but oh yeah, it's it's so different from your consumer car experience. You just the way it grips the road and everything is just crazy fun. I don't have one, and I probably will never get one. But I got a couple of friends who are real enthusiasts, and they love it. Do chicks dig it? I don't think they care. I don't know. I've, in fact, you know what's funny? I've never even considered that. Hmm. I think their wives are ambivalent at best. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, I was scared being around a car that was $180,000. What, what, what if I got too close to it and actually bumped it with my... I might get my insurance dropped for what it would cost to fix his door ding. Yeah, it'd be like the same feeling you have driving your babies home from the hospital. You just Every moment is terrifying. I don't need that. Maybe you get used to it or you're so rich you don't care. You'd have to be. Otherwise, parking in the parking lot, and I'd be looking through the windows as I'm paying for my bread. Anybody park near my car? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, um, I don't need the pressure. How bad is our media currently, according to a lefty, in terms of the coverage of Biden? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, we're fans of Matt Taibbi around here. I don't always agree with him. He's a super lefty, and like our our view of politics, like particular issues, I am I usually am not in league with him at all. But our view of where we are with wokeism uh, seems to line up pretty well. Matt Taibbi, who writes with uh, Substack, his headline: "The Sovietization of the American Press." And he does a couple of paragraphs talking about the Soviet Union, and he knows a lot about the Soviet Union. His dad was a major foreign reporter, and he spent a lot of time traveling around the world as a youth and that sort of thing. So he knew about the Soviet press and the way they handled things, and he says we're starting to do that in the United States. And how well, they- yeah, his, his hobby is collecting old Soviet newspapers, which is a really cool hobby. He said the Soviet news was 100% binary. You were either a hero or a villain, and the people in the government were always heroes. And then he jumps down and says, some of the headlines in the U.S. press lately sounded suspiciously like this kind of work, Soviet kind of work. Listen to these headlines. Unbelievable. This is about the stimulus package passing. Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty. Wow. That is awfully Soviet sounding. Champion of the middle class comes to the aid of the poor. (laughs) Boy. Wow, and, that's out of Maoist China, too. And Biden's historic victory for America. What the hell kind of a headline is that? Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway, um, the most Soviet of recent efforts didn't have a classically Soviet headline. I saw this last week but didn't read the article in the Washington Post. Comedians are struggling to parody Biden. Let's hope this doesn't last. An opinion <laughs> piece in the Washington Post. Uh, no, I'm not. The guy writing it going on to say that um, Biden is the first president in generations who might be impervious to impressionists. Biden is impregnable to parody. His voice is devoid of obvious quirks. His manner is too muted and self-effacing to offer comedians much to work, much to work with. Is he stoned? Matt Taibbi says, forget that this impregnable to parody Paul spent the last campaign year jamming fingers in the sternums of voters, challenging the put them to push-up contests, calling them lying dog-faced pony soldiers, forgetting what state he was in. Biden, on the day that this piece ran in the Washington Post, couldn't remember the name of the defense secretary and referred to the Department of Defense as that outfit over there. 
He's also got a link to a montage of Biden doing all kinds of wacky stuff next to do the whole Biden's impervious to comedy because he's so self-effacing and average. Well, and make that article two words longer there, Matt Taibbi, and those two words are corn pop. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Who was a bad dude. Is that impervious to parody? Corn pop was a bad dude. Good God, that's Looney Tunes. That's crazy. Jumping down, this is a very long article, but we ought to to link it if you're into this sort of stuff. It's pretty interesting. This stuff is troubling. This is not funny. When Biden decided not to punish Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman for the murder of Washington Post writer Khashoggi on the grounds that the cost of breaching the relationship with one of America's key Arab allies was too high. Do you remember this from a week ago? Mm -hmm. The New York Times headline read, Biden won't penalize Saudi crown prince over killing, fearing relations breach. When Donald Trump made the same calculation, saying he couldn't cut ties because the world's a very dangerous place and our relationship with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is important, the paper joined most of the rest of the press in howling in outrage. The headline was, an extraordinary statement, Trump stands with Saudis despite Khashoggi killing, was the Times headline. In a piece that said Trump's decision was a stark distillation of the Trump worldview, remorselessly, remorselessly transactional, heedless of the facts, determined to put America's interests first and founded on a theory of moral equivalence. The paper noted that even Mr. Trump's staunchest allies on Capitol Hill expressed revulsion. Biden does the same thing, and it's just measured uh, understanding of the way the world works. This week, in its Crusaders for the Poor piece, the Times described Biden's identical Bin Salman decision as mere evidence that he remains in the cautious middle in his foreign policy. The, pa- the paper previously had David Sanger dib- dig up a quote from the former Middle East negotiator, Dennis Ross, who applauded Mr. Biden for trying to thread the needle here. This is the classic example of where you have to balance your values and your interests. It's two opposite takes on exactly the same story, Matt Taibbi says. And he goes on with a whole bunch of other examples. And he's troubled by this. And he should be troubled by it, and I'm troubled by it. If Joe Biden does exactly the same thing Donald Trump does, but when Trump does it, it's evil on a level we can't even really understand. And when Biden does it, it's just, you know, sane, taking it down the middle, you know, looking out for what's right. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe I've come to accept the idea that all journalism is advocacy journalism these days, or, or damn close to all of it. I mean, it, it turns you into a stooge to be writing those Soviet Union-style glory to the great leaders' uh, articles. I mean, it's it's utterly demeaning of journalists as journalists, but they seem to be comfortable with it. So, uh, I, And it's terrible for the country. It's absolutely terrible. Um, but I guess I've just come to accept it. Yeah, I like the, uh, I didn't read the subheadline there. Um, the transformation from phony objectivity to open one-party orthodoxy hasn't been an improvement. I'd like to know more about what he called phony objectivity. I'll read the whole piece later, and again, we'll have it at armstrongyougetti.com under hot links. But uh, he's a thoughtful guy. But that, that comparison to the Soviet stories was really revealing. That's good stuff. He's, he's, he's quite a guy. Well, I think he's saying that they were they're trying to claim that they were just being, you know, objective when they were uh when they were covering Trump. We're just presenting, you know, the the facts. Mm-hmm. Um Well, when you combine the uh the Soviet style lionization of our great and brave leaders with the 
the cancel culture where anybody who dissents will be ruined be put out of business, will be uh, you know, uh, fired from their job, will be humiliated, uh, dragged into the streets and beaten, whether metaphorically or re- in reality. I mean, there are some really, really uncomfortable parallels. The whole, you know, if you are counter-revolutionary, you are uh, less than human. Well, that's tough about you, you, the Washington Post running an article saying, you can't parody Joe Biden. He's just so average and regular guy. There's just no making fun of him. What? And then, I mean, that's so wrong, it's bizarre. <laughs> it is hilarious. Um, and then those headlines about this $2 trillion stimulus package that only 9% has to do with, you know, the checks going out and COVID relief and that sort of stuff. Biden's historic victory for America. Champion of the middle class comes to the aid of the poor. Biden's stimulus showers money on Americans, sharply cutting poverty. Only good, no possible done, no no possible other way to look at this. Right. Just hilarious. Yeah. No measuredness at all. This is an odd era. It, I'm kind of glad I'm seeing it, but it it's, it's a little frustrating to live through it. It's an overreaction from the whole Trump thing. Well, you know, here's another example. Um, the, the Biden's speech last night I thought was a pile of garbage. It was room temperature vomit. It was either maudlin, it was either like maudlinly grieving or it was dishonest and, and it was just, I just, I hated so much of it. You know, some of it was just kind of Joe Biden-esque mediocre and it was fine, but I just thought it was terrible. And then you got. I apologize for that. (laughs) And then play us, play us clip 22 there, Sean, if you would. I think it was very moving. I thought it was really important when he talked about that July 4th goal. He is the guy we need right now. July 4th. You know, he he put that on the calendar as well. So barbecue. Right. (laughs) People are going to be looking at their calendars now with some hope. If we all do our part by the 4th of July, we might be able to celebrate Independence Day together, which would be incredible. Now, how many of us are waiting for July 4th to get together with a couple of people in our backyard. But that was hailed as giving the country hope. Now, maybe they're just part of that weird liberal media bubble and they're actually still hunkered down in their basements or something like that. But I, I, the only person I know who's living like that is severely immune compromised. Um, but the rest of us are like, uh, we were with friends like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, six months ago. And yet it's hailed as given America hope. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend this if you're into the modern landscape of the media. He, he sums it up at the end with, with um, he believes we're in a worse period now than, because he hates Fox and everything on the right, this Matt Taibbi. But he believes we're in a worse period now than during the whole mission accomplished everybody on board with the war in Iraq period hmm. for the Fox crowd. And he said, I can't imagine where we're going to be in four years if this is where we are now. Yeah, I I wonder. There are other outlets for news, you know, when you got uh, Twitter and uh, everything else. But, man, trying to wade through all that to come up with what you think is the truth is pretty difficult, too. Um, But, you know, you do have to put some blame. We mentioned this earlier, and we haven't mentioned it since. But you, you definitely have to put a lot of blame on the Republican Party doing a horrible job of explaining what was in the $2 trillion package. Their pushback was terrible. It's because it was polling well. They realized that most people only saw any criticism as saying they shouldn't get a check. 
Right. So yeah. didn't want to be seen as being against them getting a check. weren't weren't clever enough or confident enough to separate the checks from all the crap that's just spending. Well, it was mediocre leaders pitching a mediocre message mediocrely. I mean, it just it wasn't going to move any hearts and minds. Uh, I just want my check. Fantastic. So they lost, and they lost bad. Has anybody figured out why making the bases bigger would help baseball? That's one of the wackier ideas I've heard. Just one big base. <laughs> you run to that great big base <laughs> in the outfield and then back. It's like playing with a three-year-old. You know? Playing tag with a three-year-old. I don't think that would help baseball. Um, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Daniels across the timeline. Puts up a deep three. Missed it. Hoyes win. 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 Was, was that, he trying to go viral? Or was something? that edited? No. Nope. Was that actually? That was the actual said? call. He said it, it was twenty-two times. You said, "Yeah, that's terrible." Interesting. Could have been trying to go viral. Yeah, I think so. Didn't sound like a major league sports dude. So I'm wondering what that was exactly. Georgetown um, basketball. That's pretty big. No, no, yeah, but it doesn't sound like the. Is that the official announcer? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, uh, the tournament's going on. The uh, though March Madness is happening this year. Are they empty stadiums? I don't even know any of this. I should be paying I attention. I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know. No clue. Um, uh, duh, what was I going to say? Oh, so we came across there's some high school announcer. Was it an announcer announcing high school basketball, or was the announcer actually a high school kid? It was a high schooler doing the call for the high school game, as far as I could tell. That's what I thought. Okay. You I don't think heard. it was an adult doing it. Hmm. Okay. Maybe they have some sort of radio-like program there at that high school. I, that's what I'm assuming, because that's what I had at my high school. But I, I could. Th- this one also seemed to have some sort of statewide streaming network of their high school games, which Any, mine didn't have. So. Anyway, what I'm talking about is a an announcer calling a high school basketball game, and the black players knelt during the national anthem, and this guy said on an open mic, not during the broadcast, but it was on an open mic, so it was heard, he called them... The N-word. Oh, boy. No, no, no. Look at the N-word kneeling during the anthem. I hope they lose. Oh, geez. And uh, that is an example of the intent and content being of the kind (laughs) that is going to ruin you. And intent does matter. Yeah, although if that's a child, you got to judge them as a child. Can that kid get a job doing anything anywhere in America? It's going to be a while. That's an interesting one. Is that the is that the death penalty for working in America? What, like for the rest of his life? Be for a long time. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. That's you'd have a to get mistake. a job. You'd have to get a job and nobody knows you work there. You might have to go to a different town. If anybody figured out who you are and didn't like you and they come up with that audio, you're done. Yeah. Well, uh, and almost anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that doesn't happen. 
We maybe ought to figure that out. If there are things that are the death penalty for working in America. For the rest of your life? For things you say. What about for the rest of your life? Because everything's changing so quickly. I don't know what what would be on the list and what's not on the list. What's acceptable and what's not. It's coming and going so fast. How can you keep track? That's the joke Michael Che always has on Saturday Night Live. Of course, I'll be fired in a couple of years for something I said two years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might actually happen, too. Although I would say there's not a lot of subtlety to what that youth said, allegedly. No, 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 I haven't no, no, heard no. it or anything. No, yeah. no, no. He's clearly a racist. Yeah, or yeah, or angry and more than willing to uh, to unleash that bomb. Teach up your kids things they can say and can't say because you don't want to have to deal with it, man. Yeah, well, a lot of parents aren't used to being around an open mic, and so they don't know to teach those lessons, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Uh, what do you want to end with here? We got a number of clips we could play. Uh, you know, I'd meant to get, I mean, this is serious. Uh, I'd meant to get to uh, some of those criticisms of the Biden speech again. Just never worked our way back to him, Alex Berenson and uh, Alex Marlowe. We have more audio from the Mars rover. Audio from Mars. That's not interesting to anybody. What does it take to impress you people? Good Lord. Here's audio from Mars. Ah. That was worse than the Hoyas call. That was that was uh, <laughs> that was annoying and uh, devoid of any interest. Hoyas win, Hoyas win would have been pretty funny right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been funny. <laughs> Things that would have been funny though are really of no use. That was um, a laser breaking rocks. I'm told. Yeah, they're breaking open okay. rocks there on Mars, and then they're going to bring those rocks back to the to Earth to try to figure out if life ever lived in them, which is mm. freaking fascinating. Um. Oh, that's a terrible go. sound. It's the sound of science. Ah, make it stop. Hoyas win, Hoyas win. Final thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah! They gotta come up with better sounds they're sending back from Mars. <laughs> they gotta jazz them up. up. They gotta jazz them up a little or something or put echo in them or lasers. Choo, choo, choo. Make it sound like the Mandalorian or something. Or have some Englishman saying, look, as the rock breaks open, revealing the secrets within. Because so far, wind, wind and that have been underwhelming. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He's pressing buttons in the control room. Michelangelo. Michael. I'm just trying to figure out which of my three friends I want to get together with on July 4th. <laughs> you know? Well, luckily, you have four months to plan it. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Yeah, I've always wanted a saltwater fish tank, but I know I'm not responsible enough to maintain mm. a saltwater fish tank. Mm. But Jack talking about the uh, the screensaver on his smart TV got me thinking, I need to find like a, a fish tank screensaver for my TV that I can just put that on. And then, bang, I never have to feed it once. Kind of similar to the whole digital art thing. Yeah. If I have a really good digital fish tank... Why do I need a real one with all the expense and upkeep and uh, the troubles that go with it? Mm, fascinating question. Jack, a final thought? Yeah, we did two long articles today that we read portions of. America Without God from the Atlantic, and then uh, uh, one about the Sovietization of our media by Matt Taibbi and Substack. Highly recommend either or both of those if you're into reading long-form stuff. My final thought Are there any of you out there who heard the Biden speech and thought, oh, wow, July 4th, we can have three people over? Anybody, even a single person, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. 
The number of people that reacted to that with, oh, that's such good news, has got to be low, I would think. Although, you know, on your MSNBCs, I saw some of that. It was a uniform media reaction that. Oh, wow, that's great news. What, 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 are you, what reality are you living in? Right. I will probably have gone on like two vacations by then, I'm guessing. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those articles we talked about, they're under hot links. You can find them easily. We've got some great A&G swag. Get yourself a T-shirt or a mask as long as you need them still. Uh, email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. Go away. A lot of chicanery. Okay. We just don't want to see that. <laughs> it was a bizarro speech in, a biz- in this bizarro world. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. But when you go out and you basically take out a bazooka... To kill an ant? Hi-ya! Particularly nauseating. That certainly sounds stupid. Bravo. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, Absolutely diabolical behavior. Come on, man. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.